Welcome to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim. My name is Nellie J, and we are Good Rookies. That's right. What up, y'all? This is Good Rookies Podcast. You know what it is, y'all. It's Good Tuesday, and it is episode 18. <laughs> Yo, guys, we started this journey on the Good Rookies flagship literally in August. And now we are in December. We are so humbled. We're grateful. And yeah, guys, this is now the end of the year for him. Like 2020 is soon done, bro. <laughs> but we have an amazing guest on this podcast today, y'all. So for him, please introduce who we got. All right. So we have creator and host of the Sunday Social. Let's welcome Nate to the podcast. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Nate, Nate, Nate. <laughs> that's the crowd, huh? But he was like, right. Nate, Nate, what up, Nate, man? <laughs> I swear, for him, I these weird quirks. I tell you, it's hilarious. Mm. Um, so, Nate, bro, how you doing? I'm good. I I can't complain. Um, I mean, I could complain, but it just seems futile yeah. with so much going on and still being blessed with what I have. You know, still working, still living, still, still doing it. Exactly. And it's funny because like I haven't seen you since Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. when it was the Niners playing the Chiefs. Remember, we had a good debate about who should win. Yeah. And yeah. Did I was I'm like, yo, this guy knows his football. Like, okay, <laughs> hang with Nelly. All right, you're good. So yeah, so you know what? He'll be an amazing guest to come on because you do so much for the community, for us, for the culture. So I just want to get into more of that. But okay. just, you know. Kind of break down for us, like, why do you do that? Like, what what made you want to give back to the culture even before COVID? I feel like now people are doing it because it's trendy and stuff like that. But, like, you've been doing stuff for the culture before it was even cool. So why do, why have we devoted your time, your energy, right, to, towards yeah. kind of bringing Black people together and kind of curating wonderful artists and musicians? I think, like, if I'm honest, it's just... It's just a part of my purpose, my path. Mm -hmm. um, growing up, my family, my parents, my grandparents were all foster parents and ran group homes. And it, it, as I was trying to figure out life, you know, high school, college, kind of what I want to do, uh, what I think is going to work for me versus what I'm called to do kind of thing, I kept being pulled back to assisting people in everything I did. Um, I grew up playing sports. Um, I grew up mentoring I grew up like working at camps uh so I thought I wanted to go into business and it turned out I wanted to help in anything I do specifically youth mainly youth mm -hmm. but then I realized I'm not fulfilled if I'm working something where I don't get to actually um where there's not a give back portion right so uh I went into social work now I work with youth in custody as a social worker uh, but also I'm very big on my community and you know I have many passions one of them being music and I see how important two things music and sports are to um, uplifting our community um, to our building to our ability to see things and to go beyond you know what our circumstances tell us we're supposed mm -hmm. to be at um, so I kind of tried to combine them uh, with Sunday Social it's an event that just it brings together entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs, uh, including artists and musicians, um, and, and kind of forces us now to dispel the narrative that, you know, we can't work with black people because they're all a certain way. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. You know, if they're all a certain way and all of us are business owners and, and we all have to go fight in a world where we don't see ourselves, then why not help build a world where we do see ourselves and mm. build that trust and build that network, but do it our way. So that's yeah. kind of what the mandate is for Sunday Social. No, I love so, it. I would definitely uh, do a deeper dive into Sunday Social because mm. I've been to it multiple times and I love it. So definitely want to educate the family, the Good Rookies family and what you've been up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Fahim, bro, let's take it away to our Zoned In. Okay, All right, so so Nate, I understand you love two things: you love ball and you love football, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's get into some NFL. All uh, right, just some predictions in regards to who you think the MVP is going to be. Who I think? How much time we got? Really? I know, <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's kind of hard. I, I have three. Who, who do you have yeah. for yours? I, I have three. 
okay. I have I have the one who I think will end up winning most likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his unfortunately because of his game last week, his runner up, and then who I kind of want to win, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I I think because the NFL is a game of of stories, and they tug at heartstrings, and there's a history that this man has, and even in his the beginning of his own story, this is kind kind of what happened uh, with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know he's he's a stud, he's phenomenal, he's been consistent, and you can see from when he came in, kind of you know pushing out Brett Favre, and then you can see you know the year he had last year, which was kind of which was subpar. Um, you can see with them using their first round pick to bring in what's his name Love. Uh, the young QB, mm-hmm. and then you see what kind of play he's been bringing forth. This, yeah, this, that kind of pissed him off. Like, oh, you want a QB here? Okay, I'm gonna show right, you like, who I'll be. <laughs> I love right? it. <laughs> I, I don't know if it pissed him off, but just like you know, how Michael Jordan uses <laughs> certain things to push him, mm-hmm. I think Motivation. most of the greats do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he took so, a personal, you say, he took a personal, yes, the draft, <laughs> yes. And of course, you know, before before love came, he he no competitor wants to not say that this is going to be their best season yet. You know what I mean? But when you look at his game, other than, you know, the one, two mishap games, he, he's a, he's just solid. He's, he's phenomenal. Uh, But then you have, you know, that young boy, Mr. Mahomes, who like, it's so hard for me not to root for Like already I just root for everybody black. Like that's just what it is. (laughs) Um, But like to see, first of all, what this last, few years of 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 qbs of black qbs is doing to the league you know it's 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 weird that (laughs) that that is still in this day and age exciting to me like you know Mm. what i mean to see these young black qbs come and coming out of the gate though like there's so many (laughs) right so for him i was so excited not was i am so excited for him and all his success and i thought that like before last week um, even though he won, those three turnovers, like those three interceptions were kind of what like set him apart from Rodgers and still kept him on the just above Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So with that happening, like he needs, he needs to flatten, um, who's their national game against the Saints. He needs to flatten them and, and, and go for some ridiculous numbers and then do the same thing the next two weeks to get himself back in that driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Um, However, it's hard to bet against Rodgers because you see what Rodgers has done. But then this this brings me to, I played football, high school, college. I was a two-sport athlete, but running back was my position. So um, Derrick Henry, like, he's he's beastly. Like, when I see him play, he reminds (laughs) me of, of, of Adrian Peterson. Um, he's a bit bigger. His stiff arms are disgusting and he's not, his cutbacks don't look to me as clean as AP's, but he has some nasty cutbacks that it's like, Mm -hmm. how did you guys not tackle him? Like, you know what I mean? And he's having a crazy year. He's on pace to break the record. Mm -hmm. His team is, is number one in their division and he rises to the occasion. Look, when they played the number two seed in their division, um, he he got up there and he smashed them with three touchdowns. Like he mm-hmm. he he made a statement. So yeah. I'm hoping he's seeing what's going on and how he's kind of left out of the conversation. And through the rest of the season, the rest of the season, he just makes statements. That's my yeah. hope. Anyways. Yeah. No, some good points. Like my three. So I think two two of mine is similar to yours. So Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, as well as you mentioned, Mahomes. I agree with those two. But my third one is Russ. Mr. Wilson. Right, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, that's my boy. Like, he just surpassed. <laughs> like, he's he's had the most winning seasons ever. He has nine in a row. He wow. that, That's history. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's been consistent. Yeah. Right? And Seattle hasn't had the best defense in the last couple of years. So he's doing all this great thing with his short, short, shorter stature. Right? Mm-hmm. But just yeah. mostly mentally and w- mental and will. Like, a lot yes. of players, Russ was never granted as a top player ever. But when he came right. in the NFL, he he made everyone wrong. So yep. 
I don't think it's due time that he wins MVP. Like I'm on the MVP rush train. I but I get it's hard because Aaron Rodgers incredible, Mahomes like incredible. So, but I, I feel like Russ deserves it. I really do. And I know it's popularity because the media votes and stuff like that, but I really hope Russ does make it because his team is doing a lot better because of him, because their defense Absolutely. sucks and they're still in the, in the ranks for the yep. playoffs. Hmm. So me uh, as well documented, I'm uh, NFL casual. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I'm like, I tune into games here and there, definitely catch all the highlights. Uh, one thing I can say is I think it's all about Mahomes, uh, but the three names you listed, actually, well, there's four names out there, um, but the names you listed in regards to uh, Mahomes, Rodgers, uh, third one, I have to go with Russ also. Okay. Uh, either one of those three. Uh, yeah. But I just want to throw a little something out because we're talking about the MVP. I just want to mention, do you guys know what year the last time the MVP was not a QB? 2012, Adrian Peterson. Wow, this guy's no joke. Yo, I, I told you, <laughs> Yo, bro. He's no joke. You. Not even batting an eye. One time. One time. No, right. I'm, I'm biased though. I'm just biased. You know what I mean? Like I'm a running back, so it's like I, I watch the game for them. <laughs> Everybody else is a bonus. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know who was before that? Who? Ladanian Tomlinson. That's right. Oh, yes. That's right. No, that yeah, you're no joke. Year. Yo, he and beasted that year, bro. He beasted that year. I remember that. In fantasy, whoo. Yeah, he was He was disgusting, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you listed three. So give me one that you think, Nate. Just the, who do you think is going to win? Dang. If it was last week, I would say Mahomes. So you're saying one week can completely flip? In football, yeah. One week? This, Yo, this is what happens in football understand. with one week. What, one week of like turnovers, it really three, tells you either yeah. three interceptions for him. Okay. Game. So you're either going to kind of roll with that side, or which I hope he does is is just step up and say, no, 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 you're not taking this from me. I gotta get this because mm -hmm. okay. I want him. I want him to win it. All right. So we'll see then. Um, we'll see how this pans out then. Nelly J, anything else on this one? No, nah, man. Just you know. All I know, 2020, I'm hoping Mahomes are us, to be honest, because we wouldn't for everybody black, son. That's yeah, what yeah. it is right now. So <laughs> we need this win, y'all. Vote, Rogers vote. had his time, man. <laughs> uh, so for the NBA, Leangelo Ball, mm. the the Randy of the balls. There's the Michael Tito and Randy. <laughs> I can't stand you. Not the Jackson 5. <laughs> the Jackson 5. Oh, I can't stand for him, y'all. I can't stand him, y'all. Uh, so he got cut by the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, and so he came after, like he's the older brother of LaMelo. So he's a yeah. middle, he's a middle child, right? Poor middle child. That middle child is rough, man. Mm. It's a rough thing. So, it is. Uh, so I guess, you know, LeVar's ball legacy, he says what the three three boys will be out. Uh, quick question, anyone think he's going to land anywhere else or do you think this is pretty much it for him? Nah, he, 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 I think this will motivate him. I think, remember, Leangelo has a rough history, right? He was caught stealing in China. Then he got suspended or whatever. And then he pulled him out of school, went to Lithuania. His ball, has, his brother Melo has been just, he's always been a talented one. Like out of all the three brothers, everyone knew from young, this guy's going to be different, right? Yep. But I think it's hard because Leangelo sees Melo is so good. Um, and it's like, wow, like I'm good too, but my little brother is like really good. So I think it also affects your like mental confidence in yourself. But I think, I think Leangelo, I think hopefully he takes time to just work on his game. I saw a really amazing um, quote from Lethal Shooter. And he was like, yo, people are laughing at Leangelo Ball, but he will come back stronger and better. And I hope he does. Like, I don't wish ill on the guy, but I feel like he's had a lot of bad luck in the last two years. You know, and I, I really hope, and, and this year, I'm like, you know what? I was kind of happy. Like, yo, Detroit, good job, you know? But he had an ankle injury, and they're like, you know what? We're not going to keep you with, with this injury. We're not sure what's going to happen. So I really think him being dropped was more for the injury, not because he wasn't good enough. I think that injury kind of said, you know what? If you're going to be injured... I have an ankle injury. Like, why pay you on a payroll? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I um, I think it's it's just a part of his story. To be honest, like a lot of times, 
we see these studs who come straight from, well, back in the day, high school, um, but one and done in university and go to the league and they're either a bust or they're great. But we forget that there's still hundreds of other players who had to go in and out of the league, in and out of G League before they were considered a stud, before they got their shine. So mm-hmm. I think for him, it's it's still a blessing because before this, he couldn't, he didn't have two things. One, the experience of what practice looks like in the NBA. And two, a team that actually took a chance on him. Now he can leverage both of those things for um, whatever next team he talks to now. Now, at least it's not just his dad's big mouth <laughs> that that has him in the league. It's, it's also his work ethic. Uh, I would caution him because I know the knock on him is kind of he's a he's more of a game time player, not great at practice. And I know until you become a starter, until you become an all star superstar, you have to be a practice player. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would I know those are some of the things that have been said about him as well. But I do think it's just it's it's going to build that character he needs to to take on the next opportunity with everything he has. Okay, I'm going to ask this. When was the last time, and this is for the floor, when was the last time you guys seen uh, LiAngelo Ball play ball? I haven't seen him since 2018. Right. That's that's the fact I'm making. In high school, uh, did the circuit. College, went to UCLA, did nothing. Last year, off after college, had a whole year, did nothing. Now this is the year he got a chance and he got cut. Mm-hmm. I think the writing's on the wall. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of basketball players out there, and just because you don't play in the NBA doesn't mean that you're not a baller. You know what I'm saying? Facts. True. But not everyone's cut for the NBA, and I think the writing's yeah. on the wall that he's not cut for the NBA, and there's no shame in that. He can go play no. in Europe. I think he he poss- possibly has a European game, you know. But it's uh, if he wasn't a ball, this is actually really an, a story because of the fact that he's a ball. He has a brother before him and after him. If he wasn't who he was, he'd just be another college player who just didn't have what it takes to cut it. That's it. That's mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you know what? That's a fair point. I I really think that it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Because I like I mean. I've had a, a, a pressured father pressuring me to do something that I don't want to do. It's hard to say your dad, like, I don't want to do this. So we don't know if Leandro even wants to pursue basketball. He he, he may love basketball, um, but I, I feel sometimes, like, when your parents put this pressure on you to be something and it's harder than it is, it adds more pressure. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, who knows? Like, at the end of the day, I think he's so young. Like, what, he's 21, 20? How old is he? He's a, he's a, he's a picnic. He's so young. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a lot of life to learn. And a lot can change in five years or two years, even one year, you know, like this year, like I, I felt like this year was like eight years in one, you know what I'm saying? So a lot can happen, a lot can change. So like you said, it could be his, his, his career over, but it could be that he comes back even stronger and better. Like no one knows, but all we can do is just kind of, I guess, have our popcorn and watch LeVar go off mm-hmm. <laughs> on the joint, which he did yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Best, best case scenario, I think for him, try and play in the G league. If he yes. if he can't cut it in the G League, then head to Europe. I mean, he's yep. a ball. They'll if they need people in the stands, regardless. So he, there's you know there's still a spot for him. But no, not even trying to be real. I'm just being real. I know, you know, I know. No, but honestly, like no one's no one's crying for him <laughs> because no. No. his stuff is set. Like right. he he if he does do well in the G League, cool. If he doesn't, his name's big enough that he can go. Especially if he actually loves the sport, mm-hmm. he can right. play Europe, China, do right. all that. He'll right. be fine. Yeah, we'll talk. All right, so you you heard about the Cleveland name change? Mm, and next one, you know, they all listen. They all should have the name change. All of them, Blackhawks, everybody. Like, <laughs> so the <laughs> come a, whole, a whole two year, a whole year after Washington football team, right? So, like you're mentioning, there's still out there. There's still the Atlanta Braves, still the Kansas City Chiefs, still the Chicago Blackhawks. There's still others, but Cleveland Indians is the first one to actually do this and make the make the change like you were just mentioning lej they're delaying it a year yeah so the owner said um it's kind of it's kind of hard to pick a new name bro you're a billionaire bro just pay like a, 
a marketing guru and have them have your name changed. Like, I don't understand these guys who act like name changes are this hard. Like, is it that hard for him, Nate? Like, we'll, we'll talk. How hard but, can it be to have your name from the Indians? Indians the most, is the most disrespectful name. So anything, anything you pick will be fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> anything. But also, you don't have, like, you're in Cleveland. Do you know right. what the other team names are? It's not that difficult to follow. Right. One is after a color, guys. There's <laughs> no way that you can't change from Cleveland Indians to something better than a color. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. It's, it's such a simple thing, man. Call uh, it Cleveland Ballers or Cleveland um, Bats. Like, any. look look at that. Look at that, y'all. Pay me for the for my idea because it's that simple. I don't understand. It's, it's excuses. It's excuses, but he did say upcoming season it will not will still be called Indian, but they will mm. be changing it. Hopefully, they, they, listen. If by next year they have a new, new, new name, I swear to you, just call it baseball team, the Cleveland <laughs> guys, baseball team. Guys, just follow right. Washington. <laughs> they have teams named after socks. There is no <laughs> right. way that it's difficult to pick a name. So from from the year two thousand, they've been asking the league to refrain from using the Chief Wahoo, uh, the character. Uh, they said it's a gross characterization of an Indian. And it wasn't until 2016. So it took them 16 years to finally accept that. Um, something, okay. So their name obviously wasn't always the Indians. Um, in the, so there is a man, like everyone actually Google him, because I actually figured this out myself by doing my own research. His name is Louis Sokalexis. Sok I'll repeat it again. Louis Sokalexis. The reason why I mentioned him is this. Uh, when we think of baseball and we think of the color barrier, we think of Jackie Robinson as being the right. first black, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in 1890, Cleveland had a name. Uh, I'll give you one of three. It's either the Spiders, the Seagulls, or the Spirit. Which one do you think it was in 1890? Probably the dumbest Spirit. one. The, 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 the Seagulls. <laughs> no, Cleveland. it was the Spiders. They're called, <laughs> <Okay>. so, <laughs> in 1890, they're called the Spiders. And... They signed this Louis uh, Sokalexis. Okay, he's an outfielder. And he was a Native American. Now, at mm -hmm. the time when they signed him, remember, this is 1890. Uh, Jackie yeah. Robinson came in in the 1940s. So about 50 years before Jackie Robinson. At the time, uh, they used, because he was the first non-white to play in baseball, so Louis Sacalexis, they were actually calling the Cleveland team the Indians, but not in an affectionate way, right? So they went to like five, six, seven, a ton of name changes over the next maybe 10, 15 years. And in 1915, they actually called themselves the Cleveland Indians due to the fact that of, of, of Louis Sacalexis and, and him being an Indian. So that's where it kind of wow. derives from. So two part here that I didn't know. I, you know, it, we... We have to really give Louis Sacalexis his props, first of all, because he is really the first to break the color barrier in baseball. Yeah, right? it was him. It was him, right? Um, so once again, I look it up. Uh, uh, Louis Sacalexis, S-O-C-K-A-L-E-X-I-S. Big up Louis, bro. One to grow on. Oh, boy. You learn everything on Rookies, y'all, every episode. <laughs> you learn something new, man. No, but I'm happy, and I'm like, 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 real talk. We need all the teams to have the name change, like all of them, not just like every team. If your team is derogatory, disrespectful to a human being or a culture or a community, have your name changed, man. Stop this right. foolishness. <laughs> change it. <laughs> no, for real. And uh, think about it. it. Took 16 years for them to even come on board. Uh, from 2000 to 2016, to even change uh, their logo. So, I mean, imagine how much longer we have to wait for, like, the Braves and the Chiefs and the Blackhawks and these other ones also, right? So, I guess we'll keep an eye on it. But hopefully, whatever name they choose, uh, I, I think they're making a mistake by waiting. They should do it right now. Do it right Just, now. It's the best opportunity right um, marketing in terms of, like, having, mm. like, it'll, it'll, it'll make their season a lot better because with a new name, a new face, like, new everything. But waiting a whole year, listen, that old, anyways, I'm going to call the guy, because I'm a billionaire, but the owner, clearly he doesn't want to, he wants to wait to pick the perfect name because it's so important. No one cares, bro. Like, <laughs> baseball doesn't have that much viewership anyways. Y'all acting like people are vouching for Cleveland. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So extra. Um, so you guys heard about James Harden. Right. Who? Harden? Oh, that, that kid? <laughs> Yo, he played, yo, he also, he kind of got a little hefty, a little, a little 
Thick ass boy. Thick ass man. Get a good month off, bro. I'm like, James, you were off for a month. How much were you eating, bro? Like, he was off for a whole month. This guy got thick. He got Kyle Lowry thick. Harden, he just uh, just came out that he had the final call on the Rockets' personnel moves, firings, and anyone who's joined the team since 2012. Wow. So he's getting his LeBron on right now. We got to think yeah. of this, especially if someone who's been obviously not very successful as a GM. I'm not surprised. Fahim, remember? Fahim, I, remember I said this? What was it? A few weeks ago, I said, yo, Harden's probably making all the calls. And you're like, I'm not sure. I'm like... For him, I'm, trust me, he is because just how sporadic their team has, has so many different personnel coming in and out. And I'm like, yo, who's deciding these changes so quickly and abruptly? Like, it can't be an actual, like, a, a calm headed individual. And Harden, as you can see, he seems very impatient. He's coming off very much like a diva, right? He's, he was saying, how, like, I'm like, he was flying to Atlanta for personal training. Bro, what training were you doing in Atlanta, bro? Because we're not seeing no training on you, okay? Like, Andrew Wiggins got some training done. You, James Harden, I don't see any training. But he's been flying around. So I'm just like, what's going on? Like, he missed, he said he missed training camp because of personal training. And they said, doing what? He's like, well, personal training. Really? So anyway, I don't know. I just feel that, like, Harden, um, he's been very sporadic. I don't know why the Rockets allowed him to do what he did, but I get he's a superstar. You want him to be happy, but now look what happens. He wants to leave y'all with nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just crazy. It's interesting just seeing how the league has changed so much. Uh, just thinking of like you know Jordan's time where they really didn't have much to say with what went on in front office unless you were big as Jordan, whereas now you know, or at least in between then and now where, you know, someone like LeBron picks what teams he goes to. Um, and then now where someone like James Harden is making those kind of calls. In one sense, I'm happy because like a lot of sports, it, it, it's very much a slave ship where you have Massa telling you what you're doing and trading you whenever he wants. But then also it, the other side of it is it's difficult when this is the case because of what it may do to that team, what it may do, you know, to to both sides of the league, period, and then what it looks like in the future if if the best player on your team is the one calling all the shots, right? So it, it, it it's interesting, at the very least. But, I mean, so, you could come to Toronto, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Messiah ain't having that. Messiah yeah. won't so, <laughs> I, I don't think Messiah wants Harden in Toronto, but I, I know Messiah was a superstar, but does he want Harden? Harden? I don't know, like, the guy, like, he seems like a cool dude off court, but I just feel like he has no experience, and he's been making the dumbest decisions the last years with Rockets. He wanted Westbrook, he wanted Chris Paul, but then they left, like, how, like, like, he left, like, it just, I feel like he, he's not really smart enough, no offense, to make personal decisions, personally. So here, I guess we're going to go through a quick list of uh, of his uh, hit, Harden's hit list. Uh, they, <laughs> Harden's hit list. I like that. <laughs> they had uh, um, Mello. Mello was there. Dwight Howard came that. through. CP3, as you mentioned, Nelly J. Westbrook. Clint Capella. Gonzo. And lastly, John Wall. Now, here's the thing with John Wall, though. Remember, John Wall came in this year. So if the report is that he makes the final call with this, uh, he was obviously in on John Wall. So mm -hmm. I'm just understanding why the, the rumor mill is saying that he's so adamant to leave if he called for John Wall to be there with him. So I don't know what spin is on this with, through the media. Mm -hmm, it's not making true. much sense to me, but I guess, you know, over time we'll work it out. But let's see how this team does. I think, real quick, do you guys think he's going to stay or go? Because a lot of talk about him staying or going. Nelly J, what do you say? He's staying or going? I think James Harden is, he wants to be the, like, he wants his name in, in, in the media. I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like he just wants his name in, in, in the mix. But James Harden needs to focus on playing ball and trying to win a, t a ring. And all the distractions are not helping. I, I really think that if a team is willing to trade for him, he will go. And I, I'm not sure what happened. It kind of seems like something happened with the front office and James Harden. Maybe they're like, we're no longer going to give you directive 
uh, power, and that's it. And he goes, oh, for real? Then, then I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Like, you know those, those spoiled brats? Like, I feel like he had all this power for so long, and they cut, up, they cut the line off of him, and now he wants to leave. Because it's not because of Wall he wants to leave. It's like, he wanted Wall there. So it just seems to me that front opposite Jim Harden had a little fight, and he's not happy with them, so he wants to get them back by leaving. But they're like, bro, get your ass up in here, or what you don't get paid. So we're going to so see. do you think he's going to go, though? No. I you think, I think Rockets stay? will listen. I think Rockets will be petty like him and be like, "You're gonna stay here all year, <laughs> and not trade you anywhere." Real talk. But what about you? Yeah, sorry. What about you, Nate? Yeah, I think he's staying. If I'm honest, I think he's staying. I don't right. see anything out there in the market for him that he thinks he's gonna get a championship to leave. So he's pouting, but he he's gonna stay. I agree. I th I think at this point now, especially getting Demarcus Cousins in there um, and John Wall. Uh, if he left this team now, it's not a good look for him because it's, the team is obviously showing a commitment to keeping him. So if he, he has no option right now. He's staying. Um, I don't know. I guess the season's coming up and the media really needs a story. And this one seems to be sticking because every single day, that seems a, the narrative. Harden's going to... Harden, like not, it's not even like it's anything concrete. It's like so-and-so. Harden may right. wants to go to Sixers. Harden wants to go to, you know what I'm saying? Harden wants to. <laughs> what okay. it's like, Harden is like, you know um, the show The Bachelor? This guy yeah. has a rose and no one wants his rose. He's like, will you accept this rose? And they're like, nope, Milwaukee, nope. But like, he's the bachelor of the NBA and no one wants his rose. Someone take Harden's rose, please. <laughs> That's what he is to me, man. He's a bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nelly J, let's go to For the Culture. For the Culture, y'all. So, you know, the segment was to highlight people, groups that are doing big things for the culture. And today on deck, we have two For the Culture topics. Number one is the LeBron James Family Foundation. Uh, this week, news came out that they actually want to open a 60,000 square foot venue that will offer financial literacy advice, job training, and recreational training for youth in Akron, his hometown, which I thought is so amazing. So, like, what's your thoughts? You know, LeBron keeps doing things for the culture. So he keeps coming up in our segment, but it just shows you that, like, LeBron literally never takes his foot off the gas. Like, he wins championships and starts new foundation groups. He does this, like, and it's hard to hate this guy. Like, how can you hate LeBron? Because he's doing so much for the community during voting rights. So, yeah, guys, what's your thoughts on LeBron's new project? You want to go first? You can go, Nate. Yeah, I'm, I'm enthralled, man. I'm excited with what he's doing with what he has. I'm excited with, um, with the directives. Like, if you look at what he's trying to do, he's taking a holistic approach, and he's, mm -hmm. being, he's being mindful of everything they need. From when he did the school, and the school wasn't just, oh, yeah, we created a, a, a building for you that may have a one, two mentors in it and, and, and we're checking all the boxes of help. No, he said, well, we'll have food there for you so that you're not coming to school hungry and trying to learn on an empty stomach. You know what I mean? We're going to put in tangible things. We're going to make sure you guys have transportation. Like he's, he's thinking of all the things he actually needed when he was a kid and what actually got him to success. Mind you, of course, he's an anomaly <laughs> but right. still um those intangibles a lot of time when you hear of stars doing these things um it it it, it seems like they're just checking boxes and they're not actually getting into the nitty-gritty and just like with this school with this foundation like the list of things i saw that he's putting implementing mm -hmm. is really for the culture it's really helping them on every level to reach success so yeah i'm That's with right it. LeBron, he's Time Magazine's Sports Person of the Year for a reason. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's doing so much right now that when he does these things, like he's done so much that I think we're actually taking for granted. Uh, Agreed. You know? Yeah. Like, Agreed. That's all I can really say. Uh, he's just further cementing his legacy outside of the game. Right. Uh, so much. Uh, so we just have to salute him. That's all I have to do. Just salute him for what he's doing and uh, and acknowledge it while it's here. Yeah. And 
just to like add to what you both said is just it reminds us as to why we're doing what we're doing right sometimes we think about oh you do good things but you have to also do th things for other people as well right and i think lebron is forever showing us how to give back and not always have all that money but giving back your time mentoring those small things buying a family groceries that you know what i mean like those things are like people need those things right so just helping a neighbor a friend a family member mm -hmm encouraging someone supporting a black business all those things are those, those things matter and lebron is showing everyone that's an athlete like hey yes you, you can still win on the court and win off the court and i'm just happy yeah. that he's doing this for for, for acron community and I, I know the kids love him there like to, imagine in acron like growing up and like lebron is coming back like that's he's like giving these kids a, 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 new, a new hope for like the world which i think is so yeah. priceless okay i just have to say mm -hmm. It's Akron. Oh, Akron? Oh, 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 sorry. I'm an accent guy. I'm training. First time Hello. I let it slide. Second it's time. Akron? time oh, I always say it wrong. Like, literally, my accent, I can't. So it's Akron. Is that Akron? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Akron. Lord. Ugh, my bad. You know how I feel. You don't know how I feel. Like, just, just allow it. <laughs> he was like, hold up. I gotta, he just can't let me live, right? Can't let me be great. <laughs> You can't let me be great out here. You know what I'm saying? Right. He said it was three strikes and you're out. Three strikes, you're out. <laughs> uh, so, Nate, though, yes. you're, you're yeah. definitely part of uh, the For the Culture segment and what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, Ooh, so, like, hey, you are a creator up. and you organize Sunday Social. We also have a non-profit organization. So, can you break down to, to the viewers what you've been up to and, you know, because I think someone like you is, like, someone that really does dedicate time to uplift the culture because sometimes you know we need uplifting right as a black person black woman a black man there's things out there that we see that will make us not feel good about ourselves but yeah. people like you try to uplift us with hosting events for us and by us so can you kind of talk about sunday social and what that entails okay so sunday social um i guess it, it kind of had three parts to it right it had the networking and the business part which is very important to us um, it had the musical entertainment part, um, which also, you know, it also is a business part too. Uh, we tried to bring out young musicians. A lot of them, you know, they've, they're phenomenal musicians, but they've never played for money. They've only played for church or for, you know, whatever offering is taken up for them, but trying to help them teach them the professional side of things and how it actually looks. And the same thing with um, just bringing eyes to a lot of the artists so we have like live painters who come and, and are a part of the program we have spoken word artists poets who come and are part of the program as well so um allowing us to be exposed to that and then the third part is really a therapy part of it where it's you know ha being in a space that is ours <clears throat> you, you'd be surprised to see how much it feels like church outside of church you know what I mean? Where we can feel comfortable and not look over our shoulders every second, where we can connect with people on a level where they actually, they may be strangers, but they know what we're going through. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When when you hear the stories of the public lynchings that we're seeing in media, um, to be able to talk with that, with, with somebody about that freely and openly, not only in the confines of your home. You know what I mean? That's a big deal. So I know for me, um, I used to go to this event called Live Thursdays, and I remember Life Thursdays. Ooh, right? that's a throwback. Yes. Listen, so I used to work. I've always been a worker, you know, but I'd be working like 13, 14 hour shifts and go there after work in my work clothes because to be in that environment, to hear the music, to enjoy that, to be in the space with people, it, it it's, it's relaxing. Mm -hmm. it, it allows for a release. You know what I mean? So um, my business partner and I, when we decided to build this brand, um, and our partners that we worked with, um, that was what the feel we wanted because we understand, you know, when you're a child, there's a bunch of programs for you. When you're a youth, you know, inner city programs, well, what happens when you get to that adult age and like, you're not able to connect with your people every single day. You're not seeing them at school. Your coworkers become closer than your friends sometimes. You know what I mean? So we tried to make the space really conducive to the family feel and to the progression feel so like if if like when when you come up on stage to play a game you get a gift from that comes from one of our black supporters mm -hmm. and you get your you know five seconds of fame to talk about 
we ask you who you are, where you're from, and what you do. So that now I actually want a gift one time. I actually want a, a, a gift. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. My first so one, and I was like, "What?" I talk about. I thought, "Okay, this is what I, I remember that." Yes, they do that. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's a big deal because it um it allows now other people to be exposed to that. You know what I mean? When you see somebody else who do, who's doing something, period. But then even more so if they're doing something that you thought you wanted to do and they look like you, now it gives you another another belief for it, right? Just like athletes, I know for me, when I went to my first professional game, it was a total different, like something switched in my mind, right? Mm. It becomes more possible and more realistic. So that exposure, mm-hmm. I think, is necessary for our growth. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what, uh, Sunday social is and what it's about and and just one of the ways I'm trying to give back to our uh, our community and build more community so we can actually feel safe around each other and and do better because once you feel that safety you can kind of get to the heights you're supposed to be at right so yeah how can, how, go ahead for no I'm just gonna ask how can one find out more about Sunday social mm-hmm. um, you could hit me up on Instagram. I think that's our biggest one. So my personal one is N-A-T-E-L-F-S. Um, our Sunday social Instagram is S-U-N-D. Wait, where are we? Yeah, yeah. S-U-N-D-E. S-O-C-I-A-L. You can hit us up there and we're very welcoming. We love hearing about new things that are happening and then promoting our people doing those new things as well. I think it's dope. I, guys, the event is amazing when Earth opens again. So during COVID, um, are you doing like online Sunday social? Like, like, how's that working now? We've been trying to navigate it, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of pivoting, uh, a lot of, a lot of you know, stepping into territory a lot of us aren't familiar with. Mm-hmm, and just trying to make it work, really. So we did yeah. a few of those. Um, we did a little private getaway when we thought the world was opening, opening back up. <laughs> I think we were in phase three or whatever. Yeah. So we're just, we're pivoting and trying to make it work as much as we can. Okay. And then like, I guess like um, our last point for the, for, for the culture, if you can kind of tell us a quick little um, background around Collective Music Nation. Oh, okay. CMN, uh, real quick. It's, we're trying to bridge the gap for everything urban. We don't really say that no more, but everything black music in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, with our musicians, a lot of times you got to go away from Canada, get big before we even recognize you here, right? So true. Um, But the reality is our musicians are a big part of us. And a lot of times the narrative is, you know, from your parents, you can't be a musician, you can't be an artist. There's no safety and security in that. So the big thing that we're trying to do is, is build that structure, that safety, that security, that network. We've done things like, uh, well, we just did a grant program for our, um, for um, artists, we uh, just worked out a partnership with Actra to use their same system um, for for insurance. So mm-hmm. now you can pay into insurance and actually have insurance, which is a big oh, that's deal. That's dope. Because, yeah, for specifically yeah. like musicians too coming up. Exactly. When you're in that gig economy, you, you may like you know you'll work in restaurants and then you'll play in bars here and there and then you'll sing, you'll make music. But a lot of people don't realize that there's an after that. So we're mm-hmm. also working on a pension plan. But then alongside that, we're working on camps um, and education spots and different networking and workshops so that these young musicians can come up and see it as just like athletes where, you know, there's so many things that surround actually being the star or actually being the artist, right? So now if you have education about that, you can still stay in that system, in that realm of entertainment um, but now you find the, na- the the areas to navigate to actually make money and then actually mm-hmm. now have a future in it. So, yeah. That's amazing, bro. Well, kudos to both Sunday Social and CMN. I really hope you guys do well with that. And yeah, guys, check him out. We'll definitely have his socials um, in, um, in the caption. So support yeah. our own, y'all. You know how we do. <laughs> That's right. All right, so lastly, let's go to That's Absurd. That's Absurd. Fahim, bro, what was absurd this week? What was absurd? Wow. (laughs) So we have Jerry West, the logo, is being sued. (laughs) The logo is being sued. (laughs) The logo is being sued. And I want to throw an allegedly to start this and allegedly to to end this. Allegedly for everything, y'all. Don't try to. Allegedly for everything. 
Okay. <laughs> um, but he, uh, the logo, he has an affiliation with the Clippers, and he's being sued for $2.5 million by a friend of Kawhi Leonard's because he had helped Kawhi. The friend had provided information that could help the Clippers land Kawhi. Kawhi. And he wasn't being compensated for his information. Absurd. Um, <laughs> third, bro. I, first of all, the, the Clippers went through all this lengths to get Kawhi. Like, they went through, like, enough, like, you know, like, I spy. You know, enough, like, James Bond. Like, <laughs> this is crazy to me. No, real talk, though. Nate, your thoughts on this, bro? It's wild. Because, <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a trippy situation. Because how close are you to the family and friends? Like, what is your connection to Kawhi, to his, his representation? Let me answer uh, that, that. Actually, you know, he's he's he has very close ties to both Kawhi and Uncle Dennis. And Uncle, mm -hmm. right? But for me, it's like those close ties. Does that mean that you sat with Kawhi and said, "Yo, they want you"? He told me that if I come and get you, I get two point five mil. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what does that look like behind closed doors? And then also sitting with Jerry Rest and telling him this: Did you not get this on paper? Did you like? How did this work for right. you to now be suing? So, so, so apparently, like the Clippers and Jerry West both agreed that they'll pay him that money if Kawhi goes to the Clippers. So then, what are we even talking about? It's absurd that he has to sue them then. <laughs> like, you exactly, know what I mean? exactly. It's absurd. Like, like what's so, absurd is that, like, he has to sue them, but also the absurd the fact that the Clippers went to lengths to get someone like him to manipulate or help manipulate Kawhi to leave. Like, it's just an absurd situation entirely <laughs> uh, so let me let, let me give some context to this absurdity now so first of all first of all <laughs> in regards to information mm -hmm. uh i i understand his point due to the fact that if he has an agreement with well, anyway uh with jerry west to to Kwai and and uncle dennis right uh he was able to provide Jerry West and the rest of the organization information that would actually make this signing go more mm -hmm. smoothly. So uh, it comes down to the value information. So the value information that he provided, it may seem small and insignificant, but sometimes those small and insignificant things actually, they matter. they matter. And they're big, you know what I'm saying? You need to, sometimes you just, there's things you need to know. And if you don't know them, that's where you get hurt. But here's the real absurdity of this. So, remember, he's uh, in an, a, a, a disagreement with Jerry West, and we can say the Clippers organization with this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but keep in mind, the owner of the Clippers is the richest owner oh. yeah. in North America. <laughs> Yeah. And he's top 10 <laughs> in the world. Like Steve Ballmer is one of the founding members of Microsoft. His net value right now, his net worth is about 70 billion. Not 70 <laughs> million with an M. 70 billion. Stupid. So, stupid. so much stupid more rich. absurd as we discuss this. Crazy, right? rich, stupid rich. Right. What so he is. To, to, think that, to think that this uh, 2.5 million. $2 is, to him, bro. <laughs> Is is even a a dispute right now? <laughs> to think the end result, the fact is, it's not like they made this agreement to get Kawhi and Kawhi didn't come. Kawhi's there, so I'm not yeah. understanding. So the complete absurdity of seventy billion you have, <laughs> break the man off his cheddar and keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, facts. Fahim drops the mic, bro. That's a whole <laughs> drop mic right there. <laughs> Nothing to add, guys. Nothing to add. Like you said it all. It's absurd, y'all. I will say this is a Hall of Famer absurd, like at least top five <laughs> absurdity for the year of 2020. Real talk. I'm with that. Allegedly, once again. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right, allegedly. Right, right. allegedly. <laughs> All right. So let's put this in the books. Woo! Got Nate in the building, y'all. And Freem said Nate, 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 Nate. Yo, Nate, thanks for coming through to go to Rookies, y'all. Yeah. We appreciate you so much. On the way out, Nate, we have to give our guests a chance to do their shout-outs. So who or what do you want to shout-out today, bro? Hey, shout-outs. Let's see. Um, 
Dang, I'm I'm gonna shout out the moms and pops that are dealing with so much, especially mm. ones with multiple children during this COVID time. Some some schools not open or open, whether you sent your kid in or you're doing school at a distance. I know it can't be easy. The dynamics greatly change, you know. Back in the day you had some time away from your kids and especially if they're at that age where they're <laughs> on your last nerve. And yep. yeah, man, I feel for y'all <laughs> and my heart goes out to you guys. So I'm just I'm just shouting y'all out. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right, y'all. So I'm gonna do my shout out. Shout out to Nate for being here, bro. Like you are definitely a pinnacle of our community. I am so happy that you were able to bless us with your presence. You know, big up Sunday social, big up Canadian uh, musical um, what's it called? CMN, right? CMN. Yeah, yeah. And definitely, you know, guys support our own and support what he's up to. So big up to Nate. I want to do a big shout out to Drake. If y'all heard, Drake has joined athletes and will have his own brand partnered with Nocta with Nike. So big up to Drake. You know, it's a huge thing. Like most athletes get their own brand. And now Drake has his own brand under Nike, which is insane. So that's a, a, an iconic move for him. So big up to Drake. <laughs> nice. Uh, shout out to Nate once again. Big up. Uh, also, I want to shout out the Toronto Argonauts. Why? Uh, they dropped, they Why? just Why dropped a new logo. I know I've been <laughs> kind of harsh on C CFL. You've been I hard know. on CFL for the last year, bro. <laughs> I have. I have. Uh, this is enough to maybe, you know, maybe swing around and maybe peep in and see what's happening with some of the games. But I'll say this. The logo, the logo. Is, really? So a logo has made you fire. now want to support Toronto Argonauts. That's wild. It's <laughs> <laughs> must be a good logo, y'all. We're gonna look it up. Yeah, we're gonna look up that logo after the show. Mercy. Like, I've seen the ads for it, but if I'm honest, I never watched them long enough to see the full logo pop up. It's like it comes <laughs> to like... the bottom of the screen, and I just scroll up because I know it's an ad. But now I got to go look at this bad boy. Yeah, I know it's it's clever. It's it's a clever thing. They're called the Argonauts. Has to do with. Um, just sailing anyway check yeah. it out yourself shout out to toronto argonauts rebrand much needed and you, you knocked it out the park so good job much needed hey. <laughs> i'm deading all right y'all that was episode 18 guys 18. that's right Ooh, big up big up guys so check out nate guys as you know this is our um second to last episode for the year so please Subscribe, like, and share with a friend. That's right. Share to a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts app. Anywhere you want to check a podcast, we're there for you. That's episode 18, Good Rookies Podcast. And we out. Peace. Peace.